You are Locked On Angels, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Angel. Welcome to Locked On Angels. Keep it locked. Locked on. We're locked on, sir. Locked On Angels. Ah, what's up, everybody? How's it going? My name's Patrick Zajac, your host of Locked On Angels, minor league play-by-play broadcaster and first row rider of the emotional sports roller coaster that is Angels Baseball. Welcome to your Daily Angels update here on Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and Fan Rag Sports. Well, I thought it'd be a perfect time to debut the new segment intro with Shohei Otani's absolutely mesmerizing start on Sunday. That is the main story for our episode here on Monday, April 9th. Absolutely dazzling stuff from Shohei Otani. Perfect until the seventh inning against the Oakland Athletics. And you can bet we are going to talk about it a ton On today's episode, welcome again, everybody, to Locked On Angels. I am your host, Patrick Zajac. Shohei Otani leads our show. Later on, you get your studs and duds of the weekend. You can better believe that Shohei Otani will be our number one stud of the weekend. And then, to close out the show, we'll have a series preview as the Angels right back up and at him against another division rival Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, this time on the road against the Texas Rangers. So we'll give you a quick series preview to close out our Monday episode. But let's get right down to it. Shohei Otani is the story. What a weekend for this guy. Starts out Friday, third consecutive time he's in the Angel lineup at the plate, cranks another home run, pretty much ignites the entire offense for that ballgame. Angels at the time off to a 6-0 deficit. Parker Bridwell didn't have the stuff. He leaves the ballgame early and another common factor that has been all too uh, prominent this season for the Angels. The bullpen logging heavy minutes. We'll talk about that as we go along. Shohei Otani solo shot in his first at-bat back on Friday night to get the offense going, trimming that deficit to 6-1. to one. Then the Angels slowly and slowly kept churning away at that deficit with Justin Upton hitting a three-run bomb late to give the Angels the eventual 13-9 victory. But then, not only does he homer for three straight ball games at the plate, Shohei Otani, day off Saturday so he can get ready, get rested for his mound start on Sunday. What does he do? He goes six and a third, perfect innings, 12 strikeouts along the way. Perfect game rolling into the seventh inning, but Marcus Simeon singles to left field uh, with one out, so the A's got their first base runner of the afternoon that way. And then what I love to see later, Otani gets into a little bit of a jam, runners on second and third with two outs, gets the strikeout on, I believe it was a 2-2 count to end the frame, and the emotion that you see in Shohei Otani like pumps both of his fists, lets out a yell. That's the type of excitement and enthusiasm that you like to see. And quite frankly, we haven't really seen that about after out from Shohei Otani. You know, we saw it when he hit his first major league home run all the way back on Tuesday. The little you know, youthful exuberance there in the dugout celebrating with his teammates. But for the most part, he's been calm, cool, and collected. Hasn't shown any emotions on the field. And that, I thought, was the most spectacular moment of the entire weekend. 
You know, in total, Shohei Otani, seven innings pitched, 12 strikeouts, just one walk, 91 pitches in total. And the only real comparison for this guy to this point, I know it's been far-fetched to think of, but the only real comparison is Babe Ruth to this point. Shohei Otani just became the third player ever to homer in three consecutive games and record a double-digit strikeout game in the same season, much less the first 10 games of the season. There are still 152 of these left, and we get to enjoy Shohei Otani all summer long. This The start is unrivaled in baseball, something we truly haven't seen for decades upon decades, and that cannot be overstated. Otani continues 24 pitches that were swung on and missed. That is the highest total in the majors in a start this year, more so than guys like Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Corey Kluber. No one has totaled that many swinging strikes as Shohei Otani did on Sunday. And keep in mind, this was the second time in a week that the A's hitters had seen Shohei Otani. Granted, they've been the only team to see him in the regular season, but at the same time, a major league ball club that came into this ball game fourth in weighted runs created plus as an offense. So one of the better offensive starts in baseball to this point, and they got a second look at a hitter, and they looked even more lost in the plate at the plate than in Shohei Otani's first start. Keep in mind, the only runs that Shohei Otani has given up in his 13-plus innings of work this season is a three-run homer by Matt Chapman. One mistake, essentially, in two of his starts, and that's been all the offense that's been scored against him. Absolutely brilliant. I put it out on Twitter uh, towards the end of his start. I, I have run out of words already to describe what Shohei Otani is doing at the plate. There is nothing to describe it. A 26.4% swinging strike percentage on Sunday as well. That's 10 points higher than the guy that that led the entire American League in that category in 2017, Corey Kluber, who was at 15.6%. The splitter is now my new favorite pitch in the majors to watch. A splitter that dives down one to two feet when he wants to when he locates it perfectly below the knees and gets upwards of 90 and 91 miles an hour. He broke off a few of them to the left-handed power hitter Matt Olson again for the A's. That thing is a thing of beauty to watch. Un, just unbelievable, unbelievable stuff from Shohei Otani. I truly think that we, I, I don't want to say take for granted, but man, his struggles were well documented in spring training. And here we are, the second straight start that Shohei Otani has dazzled. Every single appearance at the plate has been must-watch TV. I look forward again to another week of Otani watch. This guy has now become, when he's up to the plate or on the mound, you need to stop what you're doing and tune in because it is sensational what Otani was doing, and it couldn't have come at a better time for the Angels on Sunday. After back-to-back -back starters had only gone two innings for the Angels, Parker Bridwell got roughed up on Friday, J.C. Ramirez leaves the ball game early on Saturday with forearm tightness and is now on the disabled list, but going into Sunday, the Angels' bullpen had racked up more innings then the starters, 44.2 to 41 and two-thirds. That is the second most bullpen innings in the league 
a bullpen that is heavily taxed. The starting rotation depth is already being tested, and the Angels needed a starter to go deep more than anything on Sunday. And Shohei Otani stepped up to the bill. The only real regular in the bullpen that ended up factoring into Sunday's decision was Blake Wood, who picked up another scoreless inning. Felix Pena, who just got called up from AAA Salt Lake, pitched a ninth inning where he gave up a solo shot to Matt Joyce. That ended up being the only A's run of the day. But all in all, just an absolutely perfect start that came at the perfect moment for Shohei Otani and electrifies and it accentuates another perfect start to the season for Shohei Otani. I don't think anyone could have predicted this 10-game start to his professional career and to this 2018 season. Wow, wow, wow. I cannot believe what Shohei Otani is doing thus far. 35-plus pitches at 95-plus miles an hour as well. David stating fastball to go into it. There was one inning, I believe it was the fifth or sixth inning, where Shohei Otani broke off a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and a 68-mile-an-hour EFIS-type curveball. A 32-mile-an-hour difference between pitches in one inning. That is absolutely remarkable. I don't think that we truly can comprehend the success and the talent that Shohei Otani is displaying right now. And we're going to get him for another three or four starts at the plate this week since the Angels are, for all intents and purposes, looks like they're keeping him at one start per week, at least to begin the season. But man, oh man, Shohei Otani has been absolutely sensational our number one stud of the week and that's going to lead us straight into studs and duds but as always housekeeping if you guys want to sponsor the show you want to sponsor the show where we talk about Shohei Otani quite a bit to a very passionate Angels fan base hit me up locked on angels at gmail.com rates are always reasonable especially as begin though I don't I don't know how much more reasonable they'll be if Shohei Otani keeps doing what he does so shoot me an email let's start that conversation locked on angels at gmail.com Calm. All right, let's do it. Let's get into studs and duds of the weekend. Studs, studs, and duds for the weekend that was. All right, and we start studs and duds of the weekend with none other than Shohei Otani. Friday night, as we mentioned, the solo shot to kind of kickstart the Halo offense there. Absolutely remarkable stuff for Otani. He is homered in three straight offensive starts. That is absolutely sensational. And then as we just talked about through the entire opening of the show here, he goes seven innings on Sunday on the mound, surrendering just the one base hit, one walk, 12 strikeouts, and that splitter of his that he displayed was absolutely unhittable. Again, I've run out of words to describe what Shohei Otani is doing. I, I, I can't believe it. It is a joy to watch on the mound. I can't remember if there has been an Angels pitcher in my lifetime that I have enjoyed watching pitch and do what he does more than what Shohei Otani has done thus far. Sensational, sensational stuff. Another stud of the weekend. Let's go to the offensive side of things. It's got to be Justin Upton. Justin Upton on Friday, he's got the big go-ahead three-run homer after the Angels extend the inning due to a throwing error by Matt Chapman that scored 
two runs for the Angels, tied the game up, and Justin Upton makes it hurt with a three-run bomb just over that short porch in right field now at Angels Stadium. Finished his Friday three for five with three RBIs and two runs scored. Then again on Saturday, another home run despite the losing effort, and the Angels fell in that one seven to three, and then he gets a sack fly and an RBI in the ball game on Sunday. So RBIs in all three games of the series despite not picking up a hit on Sunday. This is the type of Justin Upton that the Angels need right now, hitting 282 on the season as well as now nine RBIs on the year. The perfect protection for Mike Trout and Justin Upton has been everything that the Angels have needed thus far to help out their offense through the first 10 games of the season. A 7-3 and three start to the year, I think, is more than enough to keep all of us satisfied and keeping us tuned in so far. Another stud of the weekend, one more. It's the Halo bullpen. As I mentioned, they had outpitched in terms of number of innings going into Sunday's affair. Guys like Blake Wood, yet to give up an earned run this season. He has been sensational. Keenan Middleton, who looks like the new closer for the Angels, he has pitched brilliantly. Also hasn't given up a single earned run while also racking up an 18.2% K percentage on the season in his six innings of work. Noe Ramirez has been decent in appearances. Luke Bard with that sensational rotation and revolutions on his fastball, the highest in Major League Baseball. He has been fairly decent out of the bullpen as well. Six and a third innings pitched and just a 1.42 ERA a 154 batting average against him. Jose Alvarez has done what he's needed to in spot appearances as the only lefty out of the Angels' pen. Jim Johnson has been a pleasant surprise so far. Up and down this bullpen, a ton of pleasant surprises, and they have kept the Angels in ball games. Keep in mind, Friday and Saturday, Angels starters Parker Bridwell and J.C. Ramirez pulled very early, just after two innings of work, both of them, and the bullpen... Keeps them into the ballgame long enough on Friday night for the Halo offense to go to work and get back into things, eventually take the lead and win the ballgame. Saturday night, a game the Angels really shouldn't have been in all throughout. It was a close one-run ball game in the late stages before the Ace kind of pulled away there. A game, again, that the Angels were undeserving of, of winning. But again, the bullpen keeps you involved where a hit here, a hit there, maybe a ball leaves the yard and you find yourself on top and possibly steal a game. That's what this bullpen has done sensational stuff they have racked up half a win above replacement now compare that to the rotation which is below zero at 0 0.3 wins above replacement to start the year an absolutely welcome welcome sight for the bullpen although alarming because they are racking up a ton of innings to start 2018 well your duds of the weekend Pretty much any starter not named Shohei Otani. Over the weekend, Parker Bridwell pulled in the second inning, giving up six runs to the A's, even though the Angels were able to come back and win that one. And then J.C. Ramirez pulled after just two innings, forearm tightness, and now finds himself on the disabled list. So conversely, the dud of the weekend, starting rotation depth. As of right now, the Angels have three guys in their starting rotation that are on the disabled list. Andrew Heaney, Matt Shoemaker, and J.C. Ramirez. Now, Andrew Heaney, it sounds like everything reports are saying is that he will make his next start in a Halo uniform, pitched well 
back on Friday night at Inland Empire in a rehab start going more than six innings. So that was good to see. He'll probably factor in now, but Shoemaker and Ramirez, no real timetable on either one of them. Both really dealing with the same injuries, same issues that have plagued them for a large portion of their careers, specifically at the end of 2017. Shoemaker had that weird nerve issue in his throwing arm at the end of 2017. It kind of sounds like that's sort of the same thing, which is alarming in that now it's becoming a reoccurring issue. And this could potentially keep Shoemaker out for quite some time. It's impossible to know really what sort of timetable that is. Same thing with J.C. Ramirez. You know, this is a guy that, much like Garrett Richards, avoided Tommy John surgery, instead went with stem cell treatment, and right now has lost a ton off of his fastball. And it showed in his last start the ineffectiveness with that forearm strain. So I don't know when you're going to see either one of them back. Even when you do get Andrew Heaney back from the disabled list, your rotation, if you're going that six-man sort of hybrid role, Garrett Richards, all right. Shohei Otani, sensational. Tyler Skaggs has been above average thus far. A good Friday night start to kick off the season in game number two against the A's. Struggled against the Indians, but had enough guile and enough pitchability to get through things, even though he didn't last past the fifth inning. Andrew Heaney, what are you going to get from him and his potentially his first start back? Not quite sure, especially with the alarming injury history to begin 2018. And then... Nick Tropiano and Parker Bridwell are the next guys up. Bridwell struggled immensely against the A's in his first start of the year. And Nick Tropiano, this is his first season back from injury after missing all of 2017. After that, with Ramirez and Shoemaker on the disabled list, the only real guy that's an option down in your organization is Jamie Berea, which I know we're all very excited to see him eventually in a Halo uniform. He has been very good at every single level of the minor league system, but all of a sudden, that I don't want to say vaunted Angels rotation depth going into the season, but that depth that Billy Epler and company thought that they had, that we all thought they had, yikes, all of a sudden, not looking so great just 10 games into the year. It's been the bullpen that has kept things, uh, you know, the Angels in ball games with the offense getting timely hits to win some. But this trend continues. And when you get to the dog days of summer, man, even just, you know, May and June at this rate, going to be tough to win ball games with key cogs of your rotation out or not lasting deep enough into ball games. Has to be a huge concern for Billy Epler and his staff. Maybe now we start to see them take a realistic look at some free agent arms that are still out there. Top of the list really is Jeremy Hellickson. I know that's not a a marquee name. There aren't going to be marquee names this late in the game. But at least an innings eater, someone you can count on every fifth or sixth day to give you five, six innings. That's what Ricky Nolasco and Jesse Chavez were for the Angels last season. I know they were largely unspectacular, but... With those two guys factoring into the rotation prominently, at least being there all season long... The Angels were in the wild card race in September. That's all I'm saying. You got guys that stay healthy that you can trust to throw and give you five, six innings. That goes a long way towards a guy that's not available. What do they say? I think it's a saying in the NFL. The biggest ability is availability. And right now, roughly, you know, three out of the nine guys that you thought were to factor into the Angels rotation this season. 10 games in, already finding themselves on the disabled list. So starting rotation, huge dud of the weekend. That's going to do it for studs and duds of the weekend. Before we go and finish up today's episode, let's make sure to give you guys a series preview against the Texas Rangers. 
Angels headed to Arlington to take on the Rangers, a rivalry that it's sort of lost its luster the last couple of years. And, you know, 2011, 2012, 2013, even 2014, these two teams had a little budding rivalry as the AOS went through both of those cities. Now kind of fallen off as the Rangers so far this season amassing just a 4-7 and seven record, sitting in the cellar of the AL West after dropping two out of three games to the Toronto Blue Jays at home on Sunday by the score of 7-4. to four. The pitching probables for those ball games Monday night, all of these games starting at 5.05 Pacific, Garrett Richards taking the mound against Doug Fister for the Rangers. Now, on paper, you're thinking, all right, advantage Garrett Richards, but same time, Doug Fister largely successful against some key cogs in the Angel lineup here. Albert Pujols only three of eighteen against Doug Fister lifetime. Ian Kinsler six of twenty two, decent. That's a two seventy three average with one home run. But then you go further and further down the line. Andrelton Simmons just four of twenty six. Mike Trout is hitting three thirty three and eighteen at bats against Fister, but with no home runs. Uh, Justin Upton four of ten. All in all, current guys on the Angels roster, career statistics against Doug Fister, 268 with a 746 OPS. So while he has given up his fair share of hits, keeping the ball in the yard, not giving up extra base hits, and keeping himself in ball games in 127 career at-bats for the Angels, just eight RBIs in all of those. So not as much of an advantage to the Angels as you, as you would think. Angels are going to need the high-level, high-pressure, high-leverage type outing from Garrett Richards in order to take game one of this series. I fully expect them to because the Texas Rangers offense has been their main source of struggles so far this season. I talked about how the Angels' rotation has been below a zero wins above replacement so far this season. The Ranger offense as a whole, negative .1 wins above replacement so far this season. Basically, outside of Elvis Andrews, Shinsu Chu, Adrian Beltre, and Nomar Mazzara, and even Nomar Mazzara, outside of his 286 batting average, not doing much else. Outside of those three or four guys, a lot of struggles and a lot of instability in that Ranger lineup. Rugnet Odor off to a tough start in the year. Jurickson Profar only hitting 200 in his 13 plate appearances. Joey Gallo, while he does have two home runs, hitting just 200 on the year. So, like I said, a lot of spots where if you get through the first three or four in this Ranger lineup, not as deep five through nine that Garrett Richards can certainly feast on if he picks his spots. I expect a close one in game one, but I expect the Angels to take care of business. In game number two, Tuesday night, you get Tyler Skaggs for the Angels against Martin Perez for the Texas Rangers. Martin Perez, last season, you know, Angels were able to get to him fairly well as a team hitting 313 off of Perez last year with an OPS over 800 as a team. Cole Calhoun and Justin Upton both with home runs against Perez last season, though Perez does have success against Mike Trout. Just two of eight is Trout against Martin Perez, but you can never count him out. Two of seven is Albert Pujols against Perez. And against Tyler Skaggs is who he'll face for the Angels, who has been one of the better rotation options. I'd argue pretty much right behind Shohei Otani. He's been your second best Angels uh, starter so far to start the year, even ahead of Garrett Richards. 
pitched brilliantly in game number two of the season against the A's, struggled, like I mentioned at the top of the show, against the Indians, but still kept the Angels in the ballgame in that matinee affair against Corey Kluber and Cleveland, giving up two runs in just over four innings of work. The key here, it's going to be Tyler Skaggs going into the sixth and seventh inning, which he didn't give you in the last start. Uh, not getting to that bullpen, you know, again, this bullpen is taxed. Yes, they had a fairly sizable off day on Sunday with Shohei Otani going seven innings, but the longer that these starters go, the better it the outcome of the game will be, for one, and also on down the line as the season keeps going here. You keep those bullpen arms fresh to where you get to games in the second half of the season. They're not going to be too tired to close those out and potentially lose you some ball games at the back end of the year. Tough matchup, a little bit of a toss-up for me here because I don't know what Tyler, which Tyler Skaggs is going to show up, but I do expect advantage Angels here, though I could very easily see the Rangers eking this one out. And then on Wednesday, you have Parker Bridwell against Matt Moore for the Rangers. Parker Bridwell was absolutely dreadful for the Halos in his first start against the A's on Friday night, a game the Halos were able to rally and eventually win and also, we're not sure if Parker Bridwell is going to start this game. Let's keep in mind that Andrew Heaney is expected to come off of the disabled list and make his next start. That has not been confirmed, so I don't want to mislead anybody. But with his rehab start coming on Friday, his normal rest would be this upcoming Wednesday. So not sure who you're going to get, Heaney or Parker Bridwell. At the same time, it's as big of a toss-up as to how their success is going to be against the Rangers. Matt Moore... Uh, career-wise against the current iteration of the Angels, largely successful. 244 average against them, but has had trouble with the long ball. Five home runs given up in 41 at-bats to guys currently on the Angels roster. Most notably, this could be a game that you guys see Rene Rivera as a catcher behind the plate. Three of five lifetime against Matt Moore with two home runs. Albert Pujols with a home run against Matt Moore in his career, as well as Mike Trout, three for 11 against Moore. Other than that, outside of Pujols and Trout, they account for half of those 41 at-bats together. So largely unproven. And again, if Matt Moore can keep the ball in the yard, he might have success. And given that we don't really know who's going to be out there and their confidence level and pitchability level, in whether it's Heaney or Bridwell, big toss-up for me here. I give advantage Rangers. A series that I expect the Angels to take two out of three, but in Arlington... Always things get a little bit wacky. I could see the Rangers easily squeaking out a ball game that Richards or Skaggs pitches in to start off the series and taking two out of three. But I think we can go safely in the expectation that the Angels are able to take two out of three, keep their hot start rolling. The offense has a couple of long balls here to keep their hot streak going. Hopefully the team gets Ian Kinsler back as well this week. I think he's scheduled to come off the disabled list on Tuesday for everything that's been reported. He should be healthy and ready to go right when he's able to be activated from that disabled list. He should be fired up to face his former team in Texas. A lot of good memories there. I'm sure he'll be fired up and ready to go when he's back in the lineup. So expectation-wise, I expect the Angels to win this series, take two out of three with the opportunity to sweep. But again, the biggest question mark is the rotation this series. Can they give the Halos bullpen a little bit of a reprieve as Shohei Otani did and pitch into the 6th, 7th, maybe even 8th inning, depending. I see Garrett Richards with that potential, if he can pitch to his talent level. So far, hasn't been there. We've seen flashes of it 
Same thing with Tyler Skaggs. We've seen flashes of it. We know Andrew Heaney has it within him. Far from having seen that recently. So, so many question marks. But the offense gives me hope. The bullpen gives me hope. And the Rangers aren't playing good baseball. Four and seven on the season. Well, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Angels. Follow me on Twitter at other Pat Zajac. Be most importantly, follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Angels. So close to 200 followers, and you guys have been awesome uh, tweeting at us during ball games and any questions that you guys may have. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Subscribe, rate, review. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. That's where you can find us. Locked On Angels, part of the Fan Rag Sports and Locked On Podcast Network. Have a good Monday, guys. Get your week started off right. I got to get out of here. Peace.